What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Saturday, so time for my favorite video of the week. We're going to go over who I think the best plays are this week. And actually, normally, we do best plays, all overs. We have one under for you this week. We are 2-0 right now uh, on our 100x bet for this week. Only three legs le left in that, which is pretty exciting. But I'll go over a new uh, 20x bet with you all today, or you can come up with your own with... Picks from the video, picks on the website, all of that, do whatever you want. As will be the case with every Saturday video through the Super Bowl, this video is sponsored by Underdog because I personally think that's the best place to go for these picks. I approach them with the idea for this video because we've had a ton of success you know, with these props and because you can actually take these in way more places, way more states than you think. Like There are several states that... Don't have sports betting legal, but this is. So you can check that out. Uh, there's like a full list on their website of where you can actually do it. So if you want to partake in these picks, maybe uh, get a little action this weekend. If some of your season-long leagues are frustrating you, sign up with promo code FFA. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. It's free money, people. I'm going to help you grow it with the picks today. So who do we like? We'll start off with the 20 to 1 as usual, though. Um, you don't necessarily need to take everything from the 20 to 1. Like, you can still do like three picks from the game we like, and then maybe two later on. There actually is one pick later on where you can do two, like one on each side. But the one that I like this week is, of course, always have to do the Lions game Miami at Detroit. You know, I couldn't go a week without including the Lions in the pick. Now, they burned us last week because. Amona St. Brown was incorrectly removed from the game. He did not actually have a concussion, just got up a little slow, probably because of the ankle. But he was removed. Uh, that's what happens with these bets, right? So then basically all of the unders hit because, as we talked about, St. Brown was the key piece of that game. And when in the first drive you just like remove the most important piece to something hitting, well, it's not going to hit. So obviously we didn't get that one. We're hoping they don't pull him out of this game if he happens to get up a little bit slow. But he should be back this week. DeAndre Swift is back this week after practicing in full. We've got Detroit playing at home, closer to full health, same awful defense. So the first two legs are Tyree Kill over 84 and a half receiving yards and Raheem Mostert over 67 and a half rushing yards and these two are pretty simple Tyreek Hill leads the league in receiving yards by 117 averaging over 110 yards per game thanks to over a 31 percent target share and a 73 percent catch rate and then we've got Mostert dominating the running back touches recently averaging just under 16 carries per game over the last four weeks 77 and a half rushing yards per game over that time and he's gone over this line in three of the last four games both of them now get their best matchup on the season and will remain focal points of the Dolphins offense so if this game pops up which I think it will it these two are going to be the reason why it does that after that, you kind of have a decision to make. You can either completely stack this game up 
or you can just add one player from the other side and then pick, you know, two picks from my favorites that we'll go over. After that, you can correlate them, not correlate them. That's totally up to you. If you do want to go all in on this game, then I would also take the over on Jalen Waddle's 67 and a half receiving yards. Because you're taking Hill and Waddle at that point, you should throw two a passing on there as well. Fairly unlikely if Hill and Waddle both go over their totals that Tua is going under his passing yardage total. So you would want to correlate that there. And then that gives you four. You have to take something on the other side. You could take a Moner St. Brown or Swift, one of the overs on their uh, like receiving yards or total yardage for Swift, one of those props. They're not up yet, I think, because Underdog is waiting on the health. It's just like a final confirmation on who's going to play in this game. But I promise, you know, come Sunday, like they're going to be up. There's no way they don't post anything from the Lions side once we know the health status of everyone. So I would take one of those two. My lean is Amoner St. Brown because I think I have a little bit more confidence in his health. This will be the first week that Swift is back. And I think Swift will go back to the role that he had early in the season. But there's at least a chance that they pull him back even like 5-10% from what he was doing. And if that's the case, it's just more difficult for him to hit the over. Um, but this prop just works because these two offenses and defenses are like, pretty well aligned in what they want to do i mean we've got detroit running the highest rate of man coverage in the league going up against tyree kill who ranks number one in the nfl against man coverage and then you've got a dolphins team on the other side that's banged up in the secondary and also plays a lot of man coverage going up against a motor st brown who also shreds man coverage so you've just got teams that do really well against man coverage against defenses that run a ton of man coverage st brown also has double digit targets in eight straight games that he has not left early due to injury if he is healthy which he should be this week then he's probably gonna get 10 to 12 targets he's going to be efficient with those targets he is probably going to hit his over. So if you're going all in, it's Tua, Hill, Waddle, Mostert, and St. Brown. Again, if you don't want to go all in, that is totally fine. I would say that Hill and Mostert are definitely two and one include, and I would probably use a motor St. Brown on the other side. And if you don't want to do that, or you want to do that, then you want to take more picks. Here are my favorite plays this week as one-offs. Number one, DeAndre Hopkins over 79 and a half receiving yards um, unfortunately they remove that for a little bit but if it gets posted again I don't think it's going to be very different than that hopefully you know many of you have access to the website that's been up there since Tuesday so you've had plenty of time to pick that but again they're going to post something for Hopkins it's probably going to be around there um, Cliff finally did something smart you know not something he always does but he decided to move Hopkins around the formation, right? Usually he'd been using Hopkins as like a static player. Never put him in like the slot. He just left him to his side. And that's just dumb, right? You're not taking advantage of any sort of mismatch. They finally put him in a situation to succeed last week. And that was his first week back. Like you give him that sort of workload, basically, like that sort of role in the offense where you're saying, you're our centerpiece of the offense. Every play, we're putting you in the best position. Well, that's awesome. And then you also think 
the target share is going to be there because he's their best wide receiver. You think it's going to get even better, like the connection between him and Kyler because they were off a little bit to start the game. Like, it's just a smash spot. Like, I don't really care that much who they're playing. He's going to be really good. Now, he's not going to have a 47% target share like he had last week. That was probably a little bit of Kyler being like, this is my like new toy that's packed. Like, I just want to throw him the ball every play. It's going to drop. But I did out the projections. He'd have to drop to a 24% target share just to be at where the line is. So even just to be at like 80 receiving yards, that's a 24% target share in this offense, given like his metrics, his catch rates, and you know, ADOT and all that sort of thing combined. He's not gonna be that low. Like he's just gonna be higher than that. And so this line is too low. My second favorite over is Saquon Barkley, 107 and a half total yards. That sounds like a lot, but I think Saquon's going off this week. Uh, Seattle has allowed the most schedule-adjusted fantasy points to opposing running backs. They rank 27th in yards per carry allowed. It's the second best matchup for running back receptions. Like, you know, on the season, Saquon has gained at worst 88 total yards in a game. And his three worst games, the only ones he's hit the under on, were 88 95 103 so if he doesn't hit the over he's going to be close right he's not going to completely dud and then the other four games 194 126 162 135 like Saquon's awesome he's going off this season it's the best matchup that he's had thus far he's averaging 24 touches per game if he just hits that average he's going to have to be relatively inefficient by Saquon standards to not hit the over this week. I think he's going to smash. I think he hits the over. After Saquon, Tyreek is third for me, but we kind of already went over him. Then I had Evans and Rashad White after that. They both already hit their overs. So we move on to my sixth favorite pick, and that's George Kittle, over 49 and a half receiving yards. They are probably going to remove this one. They hadn't yet as of recording this, but I think they're going to remove it. Um, because Devo is like iffy. I honestly, I don't think Devo plays this week, but if he gets some practice in on Friday, I don't actually know that status yet. Um, if he gets practice in, then he could play, but I don't know. It's looking iffy if Devo plays. And even if he's active, I have, this is too low. So basically when you take the over here, you're saying if Debo ends up being active, it's a good bet. If he's inactive, it's a smash. I mean, it's just like a lock button play. Like you just have to do that. Like we look at Kittle's role recently, even with Debo in the offense, he's committed 19 targets the last two weeks. He's up to a 20% target share on the season to start the year. They were keeping him in to block a ton. That is not happening anymore. They're letting him do pass routes. We know this is a highly efficient offense. We know he's a highly efficient player. Like last week we smashed the over. It was like 45, 46 he went way over that again. They didn't move it up all that much. Like, over. Like, it just makes so much sense to take the over here. He doesn't even need that many receptions. Like, he's such a good player and it's such a good offense. He could hit this on, like, three, four catches. But he's been so much more involved in that recently that it should be closer to 60. It really should be. My seventh favorite pick this week is our under. We never do unders. But this one was standing out. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Why is he at 253 and a half passing yards? Like, do they not know that they're facing Philly this weekend? You know, like he has hit that over twice this season. So maybe that's the case. Like in the two games where he played 100% snaps, he hit it both times. So maybe that's what they're thinking. 
But in both those games, they ran 75 offensive plays, and he had 52 and 44 pass attempts. But through their six games this season, the Eagles have allowed zero quarterbacks to hit this over of 253.5 passing yards. And they've given up an average of 188 passing yards per game, fifth lowest in the league. Like, you're smashing this under. Like, that. that is far too high line. He could hit it, absolutely. Like, what if, you know, he hits a deep ball to Claypool or to Pickett or something like that? Like, that's how he gets the over. It can happen. But it's super unlikely, right? I mean, and at 50%, you're basically saying, like, that's the line 50% of the time. No way he hits this over more than 50% of the time. It should be closer to, I don't know, off the top of my head, you can look at my projections, but it should probably be closer to, like, 215, probably like 210, 215. That's where it should probably be. After that, I say it's a tier break. So everything I went over, I think I like really like, feel confident in that. Then I say tier break down to everything else that's listed on the website. Two more that I do like, the next two, uh, like my next two favorite basically, are Gabe Davis over 56 and a half receiving yards, and then Ken Walker over 93 and a half rushing yards, which that's the correlated one. So if you wanted to take three from that Miami at Detroit game, and you wanted to add on two that are correlated, Saquon over and Ken Walker over are both correlated, right? Because they're both explosive players. They're not players who are going to consistently rack up like, you know, some players are like, um, Hunter Renfro, like someone like that, where it's like Hunter Renfro is over by having like seven for 70. And it's like dink and dump all the way through. Ken Walker is a highly explosive player. Doesn't he have like 270 yard touchdowns? Like if he hits this over, it's probably coming on a 50 or 60 yard run. And something like that instantly puts the other player back on the field. And that's what we want. Like if Ken Walker busts a 60 yard touchdown this week, Saquon had a drive, then immediately steps back onto the field, potentially in a trailing script, but like you know, these two are going to push each other. And if they're both explosive, it only takes one of them to hit on a long play, to get the other immediately back on the field, give them another quick drive. And that's obviously a positive. And both the matchups are pristine. Like, you know, I said the Seahawks are a great matchup for running backs, but you know, so are the Giants. Like they rank third worst in rush defense DVOA, dead last in yards per carry allowed. Like both of these running backs have smashed matchups. I'd take the over on both and they're correlated. Then we have Gabe Davis. Um, this one's basically just me assuming that, you know, if the Packers want to try and win, they have to try and take something away and hope that Allen will make a few mistakes. Like, they, they can't just, like, play straight-up defense. They probably have to try and slow down Stephon Diggs. If they do that, that's leaving a lot of single coverage on Gabe Davis because you can't double both of them, obviously. And if that happens, like, Gabe Davis is never going to be a target hog, but... He's the type of player that only takes like one or two receptions to hit this. And if you're giving him a bunch of single coverage with, you know, maybe we're shifting the safeties a little bit over just to Fon Diggs. Well, if that's going to happen, takes one play and, you know, he's got a better chance if it's always in single coverage, less safety help. He's got a better chance of that one play happening. Um, I wish they would post a Shakir prop. I might actually prefer that over Gabe Davis because I think it would be low. And I think, again, I've said this a few times this week, I think there's a chance Shakir comes out and he's playing over Isaiah McKenzie this week, in which case he's smashing the over on his prop, uh, but they don't have one yet. I'm not sure any book. I haven't looked at other books yet. Um, I don't know who has one out, but if someone posts a Shakir prop, I want the over on that. I want to close by talking super quickly about being smart with these picks. We have been incredibly successful so far this season, especially last week. I think it was like 
nine and one on the top 10 props last week. I think it may have been like 12 and one on the top 13. Like so many of you hit on these 21 bets, like a number of different ones. You need to understand that you're going to have hot streaks and you're going to have cold streaks. And so please do not like go into last week having like a $10 unit or something like that on your bets, smash, get a bunch, and then up it to like 25 after a good week. That is the easiest way to lose. You can decide at the end of this season, hey, I did great last year. Let's next season up it to like 20. Do something different. Give yourself a bigger bankroll. But do not under any circumstance come off a really good week and then all of a sudden jack up your unit, which is just like what you place on every pick. Don't just jack that up because and then just like lose everything that you accomplished last week. Like continue doing the same thing every week. You're going to have hot weeks. You're going to have cold weeks. Don't just go all in after a hot week because after a hot week, you're more likely to have a cold week. So those are my favorite plays in week eight. I have like 10 to 15 more listed on the website. So check that if you haven't done so. And those go up. This week it was Tuesday, but they go up Tuesday or Wednesday. So you have plenty of time to bet them before the line moves because it especially moves after this video is posted. So good luck to everyone this weekend. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.